Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey there, this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. I am your host, Nina Perez, and we are here to discuss life topics to challenge and transform your thinking. Let's do this. So today I am very excited because I have Ryan Miller here, and he helps high-performing business leaders align all areas of life to find fulfillment and freedom while achieving more than they thought possible. There, is, there was a tragedy that happened in his life that really transformed the way he saw the purpose of his life and business. And Ryan is really excited about his Be Authentic community. And it is a movement calling others to live with purpose, passion, and transparency while pursuing the greatness that they have been created for. And that's why he is here, because I'm going to dig into the brain and try to pull <laughs> some stuff out. I know you're a busy man, but I really appreciate your time here. How are you? Yeah. I'm good, Nina. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. Super fun to be able to chat and appreciate the big mouthful that you shared to start. It's a good way to get going. <laughs> That's right. But I really would like um, people to know a little bit more about you because I, I found you through LinkedIn and I'm not too sure how I found you, but somebody must have connected somehow, some way. Um, and you were sharing some really great thought-provoking um, comments um, on LinkedIn. And I really, really resonated with me. So that's why I started following you there. And um, I like straight shooters and you are one of those. Uh, so I really appreciate that the most. I'm a very raw, straight shooting type of person. So I really just wanted you to start us off just by letting us know a little bit more about you, if you don't mind. Yeah, so... Um... You know, the kind of 30,000 foot overview is I started my business in 2011, coaching, consulting, and training, particularly in the sales arena, because I had spent about 15 years there previously. Uh, that was uh, a bumpy ride to get going, as anybody knows that starts a business as an entrepreneur and <clears throat> hit a pretty good groove in 2014, uh, which ended up leading to me getting hired on full-time by one of my clients. Um, while my business was doing great, that was just a good move for my family from a stability perspective. And they had some pretty crazy goals that I kind of felt like I wanted to be a part of. Joined that organization in 2015. And I thought that was going to be about a seven to 10 year run. My goal was to exit the organization at the same time the managing partner did. Uh, that was his kind of timeline. And so I thought that was going to be it. Little did I know that God had other plans for me there. Uh, so uh, we experienced some challenge at the end of 2016, turning into 2017, just internally as an organization. We went from a regional firm to a national firm. And so there was just bumps there that were a little bit difficult at times, but they were stomachable. Um, and then as you alluded to in October of 2017, my wife and I and five of our friends were in the crowd in Las Vegas when the mass shooting took place. And uh, one of our friends uh, that I was standing shoulder to shoulder with that night was one of the 58 that was killed. <clears throat> and so obviously a very devastating moment, you know, a, a lot of challenge to go through. And about two weeks later, I went back to work. They were very gracious with my time. And um, I remember sitting in my office in Newport Beach and looking out the window, beautiful day, you know, floor to ceiling window. And I said, what in the hell are you doing with your life? 
And it was crazy because I knew what I was doing. I was habitual, disciplined, successful, making good money, happy family, everything. But seven months of asking that question over and over again of my executive coach, my wife, friends, other people around. And I just realized that I wasn't doing what I had called to be, what I was called to. And so I resigned my job in 2018, in May of 2018, went back to work full-time coaching consulting. Uh, and through uh, another just a really, really um, powerful journey, I've come to this place where uh, I am coaching executive leaders in the areas of performance, leadership development, uh, entrepreneurs doing a lot of the same thing, salespeople helping them to generate revenue and achieve their goals. But in the midst of all of that, what I've realized and what I'm helping them most with is identifying who they really are mm -hmm. and leveraging that characteristic to ultimately achieve the life they want to live, which I've defined as freedom to do what we want, when we want, with who we want. And so it's just been an exciting opportunity for me. And I absolutely love what I do. Isn't that something? I'm sorry to hear about your friend. Thank it, you. It, it is um, very powerful when something, uh, you know, is so close to home, mm. right? It, it, it shakes you. It shakes you. Um, so since then, you started to do this um, high performance, you know, um, coaching for business leaders. And was it like... Um, something that you had to do first? Like, did you have to dig deep first, like a self-help, you know, like um, do some self-care too? Because I, I'm assuming that that, not only did that shake you to think of like what you were doing career-wise, but I'm sure it probably gave you like a scope of what you had to look life like, right? Because you, tomorrow's not promised. Yeah. So, you know, when I, I, I mean, all throughout my career, right? Like, you know, you are continuing to learn and grow and develop yourself. And uh, just thank God I got into sales uh, in the late 90s. I was pretty good at it. And so mm -hmm. I found my groove there. Eventually, I find my, found my way through success, at, you know, as an entrepreneur. Uh, and so I was using all of my business experience and just people experience to help other people. But as that was all happening, and then obviously when the tragedy happened in 2017, it was a different type of awakening. Um, you know, I, mm -hmm. I alluded to the fact, you know, like, you know, faith in God is uh, the most important thing to me. Um, I actually was a pastor of a church for eight years up until oh, wow. uh, just November of 2020. I decided to finally take a step down. And so, you know, so I, I've had a lot of clarity there, but this, mm -hmm. this awakening was like that moment in 2017, it was a trigger. And that trigger, though I had done some of this work in the past, caused me to go all the way back to when I was six and my parents got divorced. My dad cheated on my mom, oh, wow. left. <clears throat> and we, so we were raised by a single mom that worked two and three jobs, my younger brother and I. And um, so just experiences there and then reconnecting with my dad and then having another huge blowout and not speaking to my father for 10 years from 21 to 31 and what that did to me. And so I learned a lot more about um, identity crisis and mm. this, 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 desire to to live up to other people's standards you know good or, or or bad and and then something that i've been spending a lot of time in lately uh is this this brokenness that we as men face which is you know on one side and this is going to ruffle feathers but it just is what it is you know on one side it's you know we have to be these tough guys all the strength in the world. We're bumping chests. Mm -hmm. We 
talk about hot chicks, badmouth our, our significant other. So that's like one extreme. The other extreme has almost become uh, um, uh, this loose definition of whatever you want it to be. And so people are exploring all these different def definitions of manhood and masculinity. And I'm not there either, but in the middle somewhere is this clarity around who we are as men. And so as I have gone on my journey to continue to lean into that, tapping into the strength as a protector, a provider, and a leader, but also into the brokenness, the emotion, mm -hmm. and the need to be loved, not just by my spouse, but by other men too, um, has really helped give me clarity to then go and serve this community of people, executive leaders, entrepreneurs. So again, we're tapping into those things, but only to help them become better. You know, like right. we cannot become the best us until we know who we are. And so that's just one thing that I've really come to realize and I'm really leaning into hard now. Wow, that's really powerful. Do you believe that your... Um your faith in God and, and that has played a big part in, in helping people pull out the best of them, all these uh, leaders that you're dealing with. I mean, I'm not saying that you're going in there and, and running a sermon, right? But yeah, what right, I'm saying right. is, <laughs> what I'm saying is, is do you feel like, um, you know, having that faith, has that given you the clarity that you need to see the, the, the leader in others? Do you feel like that's helped? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's a fantastic question. So yeah, I mean, I, I serve people that are, you know, uh, Bible believing, church going Christians, and I serve people that are atheists and, and completely right. deny the God. And to both, I serve them equally, so long as the one qualification of working with me and getting anything out of it is at least having this foundational belief that we were put here for a purpose. And okay. so once we can start there, because if, if we don't have purpose, then everything that we do is just mm -hmm. kind of based on want and need and not with deep intention. So my faith in God causes me to believe that I'm here for a purpose. And therefore, once I can gain clarity around that purpose, I can almost live in reckless pursuit of it, not irresponsibly, but it's like, if God's creating me to coach people, and he, that means he's going to bring the right people to me. Mm -hmm, he is mm -hmm. going to, in one way or another, create the right opportunity for me to serve them well. So that's what I have found. And so again, to other people, you know, again, I say like, we don't have to agree on where we came from, but so long mm -hmm. as we can agree in purpose, then I can help you. I'm not going to tell you what your purpose is. I'm going to help bring out of you what you believe your purpose mm -hmm. to be and then lead you towards the ultimate version and vision of that. That's awesome. That's really good. And, and yeah. that, it, that says a lot, right? Because um, I think that people do get a little bit hung up on, oh, uh, he was a pastor or whatever. You know, I'm not saying that people do, but they can, if, especially if they're atheists or anything like that. So it's good that you're serving them at the same level, no matter what, as long as they have an, uh, they, they, they know that there's a purpose for their life and something that you're trying to pull out, right? Because yeah. other other, otherwise, I mean, it's going to be impossible for you to coach impossible right yeah because it's, it's yeah because then all i'm doing is is then i am just giving them a whole list of to do's right and and unfortunately and i don't like to bad mouth other people or things too often but you know the world of coaching and motivational speaking and all those types of things mm -hmm. the the primary message out there today and most of the self-help books that, that are out there is 
you see where I, where I am. So do what I have done and you Mm -hmm. can get here too. Mm -hmm. And I understand a lot of people's heart behind that, but the biggest challenge and the greatest sense of brokenness in that is we're not alike. Like we may have similar interests and desires and strengths, but there is nobody in the world that is like you and nobody Mm -hmm. in the world that is like me. And so how can you tell me that if I just follow your path, I'll get there too? I mean, mm-hmm. talking about, you know, the, 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 my faith in God. And, you know, a lot of people will say, you know, Jesus is the example of, you know, how to live your life. And, and, and I would say that's absolutely not true. Like he would be the worst example ever, not because he <laughs> is not perfect, but because I am not, and I can't live that way. Yeah, so true. I need to find me and seek to do the best I can there. And so that's, that's what I'm trying to overcome is, don't be me. Nobody wants to be me. I could tell you of the ways I almost screwed up my marriage and I have destroyed money in my life and so many other things. And I'm still far from where I want to be. It's like, good Lord, just find you and let's help you be the best. Right. Wow. That's so good. What do you think is a necessary uh, personality trait that every leader should have? What do you think is a, you know, something that you look for in, in a leader? Gosh. So um, I, I'm going to, I like to rob from a lot of other people or borrow yeah, their words. Right so I am a huge <laughs> fan of Patrick Lencioni. Um, and so he uh, talks about these three words, which are hungry, humble, and smart. And so mm-hmm. I believe that that is the characteristic of any person that strives to be anything great. So leader, follower, whatever. And so just to quickly define those or articulate that. So he, he defines hungry as somebody that is, is deeply desiring and chasing after the things that they want and the things that they need to, to achieve, achieve what's in front of them. So that's the hungry, humble, obviously a a humble character, but the humility to say, I don't have it all together. I Mm. never have it all figured out and I need to be poured into. And then the smart one, everybody goes to IQ, which is not defining of success, but EQ, which we've talked about a lot, especially over the last couple of years, but it's got a bad uh, like identity too, because people think that they're self-aware and socially aware, but they're not. And so that's the other one that's really important. So these, those three characteristics, I think are significantly important for somebody to be a great leader. Do you have um, like habits uh, things that you like to do or things that you feel have driven you to be successful in what you're doing now? Do you have like yeah. things that you have to do and get done for you to be Ryan Miller? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, at the end of 2019, uh, that was, I don't know, year 15 or something like that of setting goals, achieving goals, missing goals. And I started to feel, and it's going to sound funny coming from a coach, but I started to feel the sense of brokenness with setting Mm -hmm. goals and pursuing them because it was almost as if they were just temporary. They were fleeting. Mm. It was, I achieve a goal, woo woo. Let me set another one and go back after it. Or I set a goal, miss it. I either condemn myself or I'm just like, ah, whatever, I'll do another one. So Uh, I decided that instead of pursuing goals, I was going to gain more clarity on who I was and I was going to pursue the best version of that person. So in the character of a Christian, a husband, a father, a friend at that time, a pastor, and then I was going to create habits from there. So this, this is why this gets to your question. So I decided to start pursuing and leaning into the habits that I believed reflected the best version of that person. So 
One habit that's super duper important. If I'm going to be the best husband I can possibly be to my amazing wife of almost 20 years, I must date my wife. And so a habit is that I'm dating my wife at least once a month. So in addition to going out with friends, spending time as a family, it's I date my wife. Um, As a business leader, you would think that, you know, habits were around like selling and, and, and I do those types of things. But for me, the most important thing is to continue to create content that comes from my heart. That's going to enable people to be the people that I want them to be. So that's a habit is I'm consistently creating content to do that. I work out. So I work out six days a week. I love CrossFit. Uh, that's just kind of my thing, but I don't do that for a metric necessarily, as much as I believe that that is the habit of somebody that takes care of their body and wants to live a long and fruitful life for their family and their friends. So those are the types of habits I focus on because Mm. those things are going to produce hopefully a better Ryan tomorrow and then 20 years from now. That is so good. Is that something that, I mean, you said it's been a few years now, were Mm -hmm. you able to, to also keep that uh, momentum while you were um, a pastor? Uh, before you left, because that's a tough job. Being a pastor is a tough job. I <laughs> tell my my pastor that all the time. I'm like, I'm glad you're the pastor and I'm not because <laughs> I couldn't do it. <laughs> it's a tough yes. job. So, you know, it, it's about, you know, keeping my focus narrow. So that doesn't mean I don't get into the busyness. Like and that. even now, you know, again, still, even without that, it's still, I have responsibilities at home, responsibilities at work, in the community, wherever. And so, I have to make sure that my habits are clear, they're simple and they're purposeful. So I don't get distracted. And that doesn't mean like one habit that I try to stick to is when I, so I try to get uh, eight hours of sleep every single night. And when I wake up in the morning, the first thing that I do, if I'm going to pick up my phone, that it's going to be to open my Bible app and read something from scripture to get my day going well. That's a habit. I get distracted regularly because as soon as I pick it up, right, I'm like, oh, what does Instagram say or something right, like that? Right. <laughs> so it's not that they're, e- they're, 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 I'm not getting derailed from time to time, but de- it just goes back again to purpose and intention. It's like, why am I doing this? And ultimately, what am I trying to accomplish as the result of that? Like, I'm not reading my Bible to be a good Christian. Right. I'm reading my Bible because I believe it's necessary for me personally to live the best life I can and to overcome whatever is going to be thrown at my, you know, at my feet that day. Right. Was that hard for you leaving in um, November? Was it hard to transition into into who you are now? I mean, um, right. Yes. That, that has to be, that has to be a challenge. Cause you said you were doing it for about eight years. Yeah. So, uh, two other guys and I, we planted the church. So started the church from nothing back in 2012, in August of 2012. And anybody that's planted a church knows, um, it's, a difficult challenge. There's just, there's a lot that goes into it. And so lots of bumps and bruises along the way, but, you know, faithfully just continue to serve. And then, you know, just a combination of just a lot of um, uh, bumps and bruises that were happening and then combined with, you know, this last season of life for us all uh, with the pandemic, with uh, a lot of just issues around racial inequality, uh, politics, you know, they were definitely taking mm-hmm. their toll mm-hmm. on all of us. And so for me, as somebody that is very outspoken, um, I just, I, I like to be right at the edge and, and still, you know, try and be as considerate of, as other people as possible. I just started to feel like I was losing my ability to fight the fight. And I felt that it was just 
time for me to take a step back. And so I actually mm-hmm. intended to take a sabbatical over the summer for three months. And about halfway through, my wife and I were talking one day, we were attending another church just to kind of rest and hang out. And I said, man, I said, I'm feeling more freedom to worship God than I have in so long. And it wasn't because wow, I was in a powerful. bad place. It that's was powerful. just, you know, I was just, I, I was, I was bearing a burden. And so um, we prayed about it. We talked about it for another month and a half. And so then finally in November, you know, under the counsel again of my wife, but then a couple of other guys that I've walked through this entire eight years with, we just felt like it was time. So I, I, I deeply, deeply miss, you know, that, that role of pastoring people, caring for people and preaching the word on a regular basis. I love to do that. But again, this goes back to, you know, if, if I really feel that this is what God has called me to do, mm-hmm. then I have mm-hmm. to accept the fact that maybe this is forever and I'm just, I'm called into something else, or maybe this is a season and some other opportunity will present itself later. And as soon as I let go of that, um, by December ish, um, something just lifted off of me. And like right now, I mean, we're speaking in the middle of March and I am at an all time hot, like my personal life, my professional life, spiritually. Um, I just, I feel like I am just floating. And so I don't know if that's all the culmination of that or what, but it's a great place to be. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good, right? Because sometimes your your identity gets locked up a lot mm. in what you're doing, right? And yes. and especially as a pastor, because your identity has to be on all the time. I mean, you're serving a community of people all the mm-hmm. time, right? So that's that's tough. I'm so glad that you you feel that shift with God and that it's it's lifted off of you. That's that's powerful, right? Because it Thank makes you. you realize that your identity is with God and not with the role. Yes. Right? Yes. Very well said. So, yes. so good. How do you, um, you know, you know, trying to keep yourself, you know, going and steady and uh, positive and all that. How do you get you, how does Ryan get through the tough times? How do you get through tough times when they start hitting you? Yeah. You're on so, an all time high now. Right. But we're not uh, always there. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, I think one of the things is again, you know, relying on, uh, the reality of what my faith means. So it's not, Mm -hmm. um, so interestingly, I I don't want to get too much into this, but you know, you you would think that, you know, so 2017 and and that loss, and that was the worst thing that's ever happened in my life, Mm -hmm. but that was actually teed up a year earlier. So in October of 2016, uh, and when I was working for the company, I was my counterpart, I led sales. She led client service at 30 years old, one of the most successful, promising young women I've ever, ever been around. She committed suicide and that ruined me. And, and it yeah. wasn't that we were personally that close. We'd worked together for about a year and a half. She was a sweet woman. We did get along and we worked hard together, but it was more of just watching somebody struggle the way that they did and crying out to God and, and her problem not being resolved. She was struggling with some mental illness and eventually just uh, felt like, you know, that was, that was the road for her. And so that wrecked me. Like I I was angry with God. I was questioning him. And so then Mm -hmm. a year later, when our tragedy happened to us personally, it was devastating. And definitely the loss of my, one of our best friends was way more deep, but the road had been paved and and it was like, Mm. God had prepared me. And so you know, business is the same way. I mean, I lost everything in 2013, Mm -hmm. our house. um, We had like adult toys repossessed. Um, We were down to $500 in our checking account and had to move into a rental across the street and just pray to God that we could get through the next day. 
And so I've been there at the beginning of the pandemic. I lost five figures a month in recurring revenue in March of 2020, because two of my clients in Orange County, California closed their doors. So this isn't my first rodeo. And that doesn't mean when the next one comes, which I pray that it's never as bad as October, 2017, but when it comes, I'm prepared for whatever is there and I'm going to cry and I'm going to crawl into a corner and have anxiety attacks. I'm sure at times, and I'm not going to love what's going on, but I trust in the fact that God will lead me through that. So that's number one. And then number two behind that is it's a deep seated belief in what I'm doing. And so, you know, I, I'm not coaching because I can make a lot of money because as a matter of fact, there are a lot of tricks to the trade that I could make a lot more money doing what I do, but I can't do what I don't deeply believe in. Mm, so that, that fuels me to get out of bed. That fuels me to go. Mm. It's, it's mm-hmm. just this belief. Like a client earlier today, he, he just said something to me that was so profound in, the, in something that I had done to help him. And it was like, that's it. Like, those are the moments for me. I want millions of those moments, but those are the moments for me that I'm like, this is exactly what I need to be doing. And I will fight through anything to make sure that I can keep going. Right. So is it, um, is it that, that tenacity in you that you feel, you know, contributes to your success, right? I think that sometimes when we get beat up a lot, right. Or we have all of these hard challenges, you said it, you know, beautifully, right. That now you're, you feel like you're ready, like you're more prepared for the next hit. Right. Mm. Not that we want to keep getting hit. Right. No more. <laughs> nobody wants to get <laughs> no more. Lord, nobody wants to keep getting hit, but, but it, you know, life is like that. Right. I mean, it does yes. come, but it does make you stronger. That must be so helpful for you going through that. Because now you can speak into the lives of people who are going through that, right? Yeah, Especially yeah. your high-performing uh, business leaders, because they're they went through they're going through that too, or have gone through that, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're always the most susceptible when we're at our peak. You know, it's mm-hmm. like it's you know when, when we're there and we're sometimes blind to these little things that could derail us significantly. And so those are the times when I'm really trying to lean into people the most, you know, and, and, and they'll say to me, well, I don't really have any problems. You know, things are pretty good. And I'm like, that's fine. This is not about problems. This right. is about creating this, like almost like bulletproof system. Right. So when the problem comes, which it's coming, um, you know, you, you're prepared and, and, and you've got an army of people around you. Like I talk a lot about community, you know, it's about building relationships with people who are around you that are going to walk through these things with you. Like the worst so thing that happens is being on an Island, you know, again, you know, pandemic, like people have stepped through some of the hardest times of their lives by themselves. And it's like, this is like the worst worst, worst, like storm all coming together. So just trying to create that community around myself. I need it. I cannot do this by myself. My wife, I mean, we almost got divorced just after our five-year anniversary. And now we'll be celebrating 20 years of marriage in another week. And like without her, without my kids, my kids standing by my side, business colleagues, friends. I mean, like, I just, I need it. I absolutely need these people. 
Yeah, I think we all do, right? Our community is super important, super important. And I mean, now we're doing it this way, right? Because yeah. I don't know if I would have met you otherwise, but I, I've i been following you. And like I said, I've been reading your posts and stuff because you say very deep things and thought-provoking things. And then they make you like stop for a second and be like, whoa, that was really good, you know? Mm. So I, but I wouldn't have known that had I not been connected to you, you know, to you through LinkedIn and, and so on. And I do listen to your podcast as well, by the way, which is very, Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, very, very good. So um, before I let you go, I would really uh, like to ask you if I was talking to someone, I'll just use this as a little example, who is completely uh, stuck, right? Do you have like one or two things that you recommend to people who just to start that you feel like they need to just get a little unstuck so they can get forward, they can move on? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I always say, I feel like just the biggest broken record, but it's who do you really see yourself to be? That's good. Um, you know, so I, I call this foundation or um, it's our purpose, our passion and our principles. And, you know, as an, and when we do, when we work for companies, we go through mission, vision and values exercises all the time, but we don't do that as an individual. So when you feel like you, you just, you don't know where to go, uh, a lot of times, like, you know, lack of self-worth kicks into all that, like all these things happen. What I would always say is go back to that. Like, what do you believe you're here for? And if you can't answer that question, because sometimes that's a really hard question to ask when you're in a bad place, but what are you passionate about? You know, what, what does get you excited? You know, what, what principles are you willing to stand for and die, you know, and, and die for? That is the beginning of what I believe is a road back, so not necessarily to abundance or, you know, uh, uh, millions of dollars, like maybe that is, but I believe that again, that is the freedom we're all after is mm -hmm. I just want mm -hmm. to be me. I, that, that's mm -hmm. it. And, and if I can really do that, and I believe that people are accepting me for me, obviously being aware of the fact that if I've got problems, I need to fix them, but you know, that's what we all want. And so start so there. Good. Thank you. That was awesome. And I'll make sure to keep replaying that because that's really, really good. So before I let you go, can you please tell my, my viewers, my community, how we can support you and find you and all of that, please? Yeah. So, I mean, I said it, right. I'm all about community. I, I want to continue to just, you know, just have this message of authenticity rippling as far as the world will allow it to so go. Good. So uh, you can follow me uh, on LinkedIn, Ryan James Miller. Uh, Instagram is at RJM Sales Pro. Those are the two places okay. that I spend the most time from a content perspective. And if you go to either one of those, you can go to my website too, ryanjamesmiller.com. But if you go to any one of those, uh, you will find me. And then I guess the last thing is uh, I've been having a, a really great time building community through text. And so if you're interested in hearing more, it's not spammy, just encouraging word around authenticity, you can text the letters BA to 714-202-9402. And we're just building a community of people that's just there to support and encourage each other. And sometimes just having a little note on the phone every single day feels really, really good. Yeah, I know. I saw that. And I'm like, Oh, I can sign up. But I wasn't sure if that was like your personal number. And I'm like, let me wait. 
No, 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 That's no. Fantastic. So, yeah. So you'll, if you opt in that way, you're going to get an automated message that just says, Great. are you sure you want to do this? And then after the automation, every single text is from me. I reply to everybody. Like Again, it's oh about gosh. community. Yeah. It's a <laughs> yeah, lot of fun. A little busy, a little busy. And thank you for sharing all of your wisdom. You have an abundance of wisdom. So mm, thank you. Thank you. You have just listened to another great episode on Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Don't forget to subscribe so you can get more amazing content. Also, visit our website and YouTube channel. Until next time with more great episodes coming your way. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.